Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number eight from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il. Um, and I would like to thank all of you for listening and being, you know, part of the podcast. And uh, um, thank you for your kind feedback and your, uh, you know, questions that you guys are, you know, sending in uh, via emails. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or, you know, any suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, delvingintoislam at gmail.com. And I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible, inshallah. And with that being said, uh, let's get right into today's topic. And today's topic is uh, one of the very, uh, very interesting topics, not just in Islam, uh, in, in every religion, in every culture. It's something that's interesting when we um, get to know our origins, when we uh, get to know how did, you know, how did we get here? How are we, <clears throat> you know, how were we created? How uh, this, this existence, you know, uh, how did it begin? Um, and Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessed us with answering Everything basically we, you know, we uh, ask about uh, everything when we wonder like, you know, and again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there, there is also every, every information Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us has a meaning and it leads to either elevates our faith or, you know, it does something or we learn from it or we take uh, some sort of lessons from it. Allah doesn't just, and, and that's why Allah doesn't tell us a lot of things about the universe because we really don't care. And one of the things that is very interesting is, uh, does Islam, for example, and this is a very uh, popular question, <clears throat> does Islam believe in aliens? Do we as Muslims believe that there are other creations than the ones we know about? Like than angels, you know, than jinn, uh, than animals, birds, you know, bacteria, like... Do we believe that there are some sort of other, you know other creations that we never heard of, whether they live in with us or they live in you know other galaxies or other dimensions or you know you name it? Actually, we do. We do because again, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is a con- is in a continuous state of creating. Al Khalaq. That's one of Allah's names. Al Khalaq, the one who keeps on creating. Now, whether that implies on us, you know, when, when people give birth, this is also the creation of Allah. You did not make that child, right? It's it's Allah through you. And, you know, uh, uh, again, bacteria, uh, even viruses, Allah creates everything. But we also believe that <clears throat> from uh, a, a specific verse in the Quran, a lot of people were debating that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically what we know and we'll get to the story in, in inshallah in a little bit that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preferred humans over angels. And preferred meaning he gave more more of a status to, to humans uh, more than angels. And there's a really solid reason for that. For those of you who are like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. Um, because angels, they don't have the freedom of choice, but people do now Allah does not does not prefer or does not elevate the status of all humans because there are 
you know, bad humans. There are evil uh, people out there. There are people who are tyrants. There are people who are, you know, rapists, murderers, you know, terrorists. And, you know, Allah does not prefer those people <laughs> over the angels. Allah prefers the pious, the righteous, the believers. Those who had the choice to deviate, to sin, to be bad human beings, and they didn't because they wanted to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, back to the point. So we know, and it's very explicit in the Quran, but then I'll, and then we have the jinn, and also Allah preferred uh, humans over the jinn. But here's the interesting verse that I'm talking about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, I preferred you, he's talking to mankind, I, I made you better than many of my creation. Allah didn't say, I made you better than all of them, but because every creation we know of, Allah gave us a higher status than all the creation we know about. Than angels, because this is mentioned in the Quran and in, hadith, in you know, a hadith, and we're more preferred than animals, than birds, than any any creation that lives on earth that we know of, you know, than jinn. So how do, why would Allah say, I preferred you over many of my creation? Many of, not, you know, I preferred you over my creation or all of my creation. And the scholars derive from that that there are other creation that we do not know about, that Allah created, some species, some, you know, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, some, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created that we just don't know about. And some people might say, why don't we know about them? Because we don't need to. Allah doesn't tell us, you know, fairy tales and stories. No, Allah tells us stories, but with a very, very reasonable and logical purpose to learn from those stories. So if Allah tells you there's another galaxy or there's another dimension that I created, whatever, in. Okay, great. How would that help us? Because we as human beings should focus on this life to pass the test of this life and get to the hereafter safely and go to paradise, um, you know, uh, eventually go to paradise. <clears throat> so when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about other creation, that's why Allah told us about the angels because the angels impact human beings. We, they impact us, you know, they write our deeds, they do all these things, they watch us, they tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about the things we do. Even though Allah knows about it, because Allah knows everything, sees everything, and hears everything, but it's a procedure. Allah likes to do the procedure, you know. Now, jinn, which is, Satan is one of the jinn, and, and, and you know, the devils, the, the demons, whatever you want to call them, they also impact us by, you know, whispering bad, you know, for us to do bad things, and uh, whispering to us to do bad things, and, you know, trying to lead us to... You know, to to hellfire instead of uh, instead of paradise, they also impact us. So Allah told us about them in the Quran. Animals, we deal with them face to face. You know, bacteria, we deal with them. Everything that we deal with, Allah told us about. But what if the other creation that Allah told has a different? They have their own day of judgment. They have their own religions. They have their own things. We will never know. You know, one of the things, subhanAllah, that I, I always told myself, I was fascinated by this. And I was like, well, if Allah wills and I, and I end up in, in, in paradise, inshallah, hopefully, um, I would definitely want to know. Because, you know, you can ask whatever you want. And I would want to know or see the other creation, the aliens that Allah has created, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically um, the, the the assumption that, we're, that Allah created other uh, other creatures or other species yeah that is actually plausible from that verse that i just told you now 
we want to know how did this uh, uh, this come to you know existence how uh, did we uh, you know um, come to existence how do we uh, uh, Adam we need to know the the, 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 the the story of Adam that basically was mentioned in the Quran um, because there are again there's a, a lot of differences between the story of Adam in the Quran and the story of Adam you know in, in other books like the you know uh, the Bible or the you know the the, uh, the Old Testament and the New Testament like it's there are differences like the original sin we'll get to that um, but yeah so that's basically uh, that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, we, before we talk about the origins of like, humankind, we need to know the origins of, of everything else, right? So basically, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and this is mentioned in the Quran, created this entire life, this existence that we know of in six days. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created this life in six days. وَالَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ فِي سِتَّةِ أَيَّامٍ ثُمَّ اسْتَوَى عَلَى الْعَرْشِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the heavens and the earths and whatever is between them, which is including us, the creation, right? Galaxies, whatever you want to call it, all the planets that you know of. Then he sat on a throne. <clears throat> Another big misconception or there's a big, not a misconception, other religions believe that Allah had to rest after he created the heavens and the earth. Allah doesn't get tired. Stawa al-Arsh means sat on the throne because that's his place. Allah sits on the throne. Allah does not live among us. Allah has his own throne, his own dominion that he sits on. Allah never gets tired. Imagine if your God gets tired. You know, that would be very... Um, Illogical. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna be weird that uh, the the one who creates us being getting tired is a sign of humanity. Is a sign of uh, uh, what is it called? Mortality. Basically, it's a sign of animals get tired. Humans get tired. You know, uh, it's a sign of that you are a creation, not the creator. You know, <clears throat> um, Allah does not get tired. Allah does not get tired. Hence, when He says. Meaning he sat on a throne Not because he got tired Because he finished what he wanted to finish Now Allah could have snapped his fingers And we would have all been created In less than a second Is that impossible for Allah to do? Absolutely not But Allah took his time And this is a big, big lesson for us to learn Even Allah, even the creator of the heavens and the earth Took his time <clears throat> to perfect this existence. Now, again, Allah could have perfected it with a snap of his fingers. But he wanted to teach us patience in everything. Patience in everything. Now, the scholars say that, and this is actually true, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's one day in, 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 in basically the realm of Allah, in the dimension that Allah live, you know, exists in, one day equals... A thousand years here on earth. Again, <clears throat> one day uh, at a lost, you know, for what one day from a lost time equals a thousand years, not a thousand days, a thousand years from our time. So the scholars derive basically the, 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 the creation of the heavens and the earth, like the whole existence was created or this life was created in 6,000 years of our time. <clears throat> 
Now it was six days of Allah's time. So that's what the majority, the overwhelming majority of the scholars derived from, you know, these two uh, facts. Now, <clears throat> uh, uh, Adam was actually created on the last day. Adam, the first human being, was created on the last day. Was created on a Friday. Again, these are from the days of Allah. Friday from the days of Allah. <clears throat> He was created on the last day. And that actually shows us a very, very... And Allah says this in the Qur'an. Allah says this in the Qur'an. This actually supposed to end the debate over the many theories that, you know, we, we try to like... We know that... Uh, oh, the, the Now, we believe Muslims believe in the Big Bang, but we believe that the Big Bang was caused by Allah. That there was a one one piece, and then there was the big bang, the explosion that happened, the universal explosion, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically put everything in place. But we don't believe that the big bang was randomly caused, or that we were, you know, apes, or that we were... And Allah actually addresses this. We were created, Adam was created on the last day, right? That means Allah created everything else before Adam. Everything else. Heavens, uh, earth, paradise, hellfire angels, jinn, everything was created before Adam. And to that Allah says, to those who claim they know where we we came from and they deny that we Allah created us, Allah says this, مَا أَشْهَدْتُهُمْ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَا خَلْقُ أَنفُسِهِمْ It's a very simple equation. You did not witness the creation of the heavens and the earth. You did not witness your own creation. You were created by Allah. Adam was created by Allah. And were you there? <laughs> Adam had his soul uh, put in his body after his body was fashioned. And when Allah basically blew the soul in Adam's body, the soul basically came into Adam's body, he started learning things as, as he goes. So it, it's very interesting that we claim we know everything. And oh, yeah, yeah, we know how, how we were created. Yet Allah tells us, were you there? You're not there. Also from the interesting things that the first thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in terms of like us that's related to us is Al-Qalam, the pen. This is by authentic hadith by the Prophet We believe that the pen is the first thing that Allah has created before us, by the way. Before us. And he's Allah's throne was on water. We believe that Allah's throne exists on water. Exists on water. Now, we don't know what kind of water is that above the seventh heaven. We do not know. Right? And, but what we believe is that Allah, after that, created the pen to write everything. Allah created the pen to write every single thing. Destiny, everything that happens, even when people, and we'll, we'll get to that when we get to it, but when some people actually can change their destiny by making dua to Allah, by making supplication to Allah, by, by praying to Allah to change something, and Allah could change it if He wants. Even that change, that modification that happened in your destiny, is still written in another layer of destiny. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
it's 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 created the pen and he commanded the pen right so the pen actually and we get this from the hadith the pen asked allah subhanahu wa ta'ala what should i write my lord and allah said write everything until you know the day of judgment and probably beyond Allah has a throne, <clears throat> like we said, Stawa al Arsh, he sits on it. Not out of being tired, but he sits on a throne. It's befitting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah's throne is insanely big. Allah's throne is insanely big. And and let's talk about how big is Allah's throne. Ready? To mention or to talk about the size of the throne, we have to talk about the size of the uh of the footstool. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a footstool that he puts his feet on. And yes, Allah has feet, but not like our feet, nothing even remotely close in his own divine. And he puts his feet on, again, he sits on a throne, there is a footstool, right? Which is called Al-Kursi. And that's why there is a very famous uh, verse in, in the chapter of Baqarah called the chapter of Kursi. The chapter of Kursi is actually, the Kursi means the footstool of Allah where he puts his feet. That's what it means when he, you know, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts his feet. Now, <clears throat> Allah says in that verse, The size of the footstool is the size of all the heavens and the earth. And what's between them again? Meaning it filled the heavens and the earth. And there was actually a, a, a beautiful hadith that basically said that when you get the heavens and the earth and you combine them all together, now we're talking about all the galaxies that we know of and the ones we do not know of. That's included in the seven, in the seven, in the seven heavens, right? Um, when you get all this existence, all this life that we know of, and you compare it to the, uh, to the, to the footstool, it's like you drop a ring in the desert. The desert is the footstool, and the ring is basically all of our existence, all the seven, all the heavens and the earth. Now, when you want to compare the footstool to the actual throne, again, it is as if you put a ring in a desert. So the footstool is basically the ring, and the throne is the desert. Do you understand? Can you comprehend the size of Allah's throne? And again, it's befitting. He is the creator. He's not a human being. He's not even remotely close. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, there's nothing like Allah. That's why stop trying to imagine what Allah looks like. Because Allah gave us some limited imagination to live with on this earth. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, many of us have, you know, mashallah, like a huge imagination, but only because Allah allowed it to reach a certain level here on earth. But when you try to imagine Allah, nothing will prepare you for knowing what Allah exactly looks like or even remotely close. So rest assured, and this is actually one of the things that shaitan tries to, the devil tries to play with your head with. He keeps telling you, what does Allah look like? Does he look like us? Does he look like even, you know what I mean? He tries to make you imagine Allah. And once you feel that you always want to imagine Allah, just say, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is unlike anything. So yeah, that's the throne. That's how, you know, big the throne is. 
It is also uh, actually is also said that uh, Ibn Kathir, which is he's a, a very uh, uh, famous uh, scholar. Basically, they mentioned they did the calculation and they took from the text and they basically derived that the distance between the throne and Earth, our Earth, this Earth, is a journey of fifty thousand years. Fifty thousand years, the distance between the throne and us. Fifty thousand years, and the width of the of the throne is. Uh, is also 50,000 years. So the distance between, can you imagine like, it's, again, our minds are, uh, we're, we're getting used to certain logistics and certain, you know, physicalities and certain, you know, logical things in our world that we might not be able to comprehend that the distance between the throne and earth is 50,000 years journey and the width of the throne itself is 50,000 years as well. It shows you the massiveness of it. You know? It's 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 incredible. Now, uh, we of course, the footstool is under, it's beneath the throne, because this is what Allah put his feet on, right? His divine feet on. Um, and basically, uh, um, and below that is the highest level of paradise. So basically you have the highest level of Jannah, of paradise, and right above it is basically the footstool of, of, of the throne uh, and then the throne, right? So that's like the location-wise, and that's all basically what we know. It's above the seventh heaven, you know? Also, uh, Ali ibn Abi Talib reported uh, the, the the cousin of the Prophet ﷺ, and he was a famous companion. Uh, he said, and, and and we'll get to like some people say when when he when he says something like that, and it's not coming from the mouth of the Prophet ﷺ, How do we, you know, reconcile? Like, is 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 do we take it with a grain of salt, or do we believe in it? Do we not? And actually, it is you know all the the scholars they say when you hear a companion speaking about the unseen. Stuff about the unseen, like the, the day of judgment, the throne, the future, what happens. Rest assured, it is true because that means they took it from the... They never predict. They never assume. They never come up with theories. Unfortunately, unlike us, we are, you know, masters in coming up with theories when it comes to our creation and the, you know, the, 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 the existence and, and the purpose of life and all these things. But they were never like that. If they said something about the unseen, rest assured, they took it from the mouth of the Prophet So anyway, Ali said, speaking about the, 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 the throne, he said the, the, the light of the sun that we know of, that sun that we, you know, we know of, is one portion of 70 portions of the light of the footstool. Again, the light of this sun, which basically lights up our entire, you know, uh, earth and other you know planets is one part of 70 parts so it's one out of 70 parts or portions of the light of the footstool and the light of the footstool is again one portion of 70 portions of the light of the uh, uh, the, the actual throne and then the light of the actual throne is one portion of 70 portions of the nur of the hijab hijab is basically a barrier between us and Allah 
and this is actually mentioned in a lot of hadith and actually mentioned in the Quran as well. The hijab is it's not the hijab that women Muslim women wear, it's different. The hijab is basically a barrier which basically the same concept it covers something, right? Uh, basically the Prophet described to us that there is a barrier between Allah and his uh, creation, right? And that barrier is made out of light. The hijab is made out of light. Now, that light, if that that light we can handle, we don't see it, hence we can handle it, right? But if Allah lifts that hijab, if Allah lifts that barrier, even for a second, all of the creation would perish. We won't be able to handle the, the, the sight of Allah, the light of Allah. We will literally die. We would literally die. We would just disintegrate. <laughs> no joke. It's like the movies, but in reality, we would disintegrate. So if Allah removes that barrier between us and, uh, and him, we would die. Allah keeps that barrier between us and him to protect us from seeing him because our bodies, our worldly bodies cannot handle seeing Allah at least for now. That's why when we were, are resurrected on the day of judgment, Allah will replace our bodies with immortal bodies that can handle seeing him. We will look like, it will look, you will look like you, except you'll be able to handle things uh, that you cannot handle in your mortal body right now. So it's, yeah. <laughs> Do not underestimate Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why we have a red line when it comes to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And He is worthy of our worship. And no matter how we worship Allah, we wouldn't give Allah His actual right. We did not worship you. Even angels will tell Allah on the Day of Judgment, when they see the scene of the Day of Judgment, they will say, we did not worship you the right way. We apologize. Now, this basically was, you know, a summary of creating this life. And then we said that Adam was created basically on the last day. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, 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 fashioned Adam, created Adam with his bare hands. And this is an honor that no other, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does the kun fayakun. He, when he says to something be, it becomes anything Allah creates. There are certain things that Allah created with his own hands, very few things. Adam is one of them. Adam, and this is an honor to Adam and to all of mankind. You know, now the scholars have differed. Now we know for sure that the angels were created before Adam because, because of, uh, and we'll recite the verses actually uh, proved in the Quran. Um, and most likely, the, 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 you know, there's no clear, there's a clear text about the angels are created, were created before Adam, but we do not have a clear text that jinn were created before Adam, but we can derive from the verses that, you know, that are being recited in the Quran, the verses that basically talk about this incident, that yeah, jinn was, were also created, and I'll tell you how do we derive that. Now, what is jinn? Just to, jinn is a species, is, is, is a creation of Allah, is a race that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. They're not human, they're not angels as well. Uh, uh, they are a race and they have the freedom of choice like humans do. Now angels, on the other hand, do not have the freedom of choice. They always obey Allah with no exceptions. None of them ever disobeyed Allah. They could question Allah, they could talk to Allah, they could ask a question. 
You could ask, why do you want to do this Allah? But they never disobey Allah. So you have to, they are intelligent beings, just to let you know. But they are not to disobey Allah. Allah did not create this in their DNA. They cannot disobey Allah. And that basically debunks the theory that the Christians have, have that basically Satan is a fallen angel. Satan is not a fallen angel because angels cannot fall. Angels cannot disobey Allah, hence it just doesn't make sense. Angels never disobey Allah, but jinn do, like humans. We disobey Allah. Allah asks us to pray five times a day. We don't. Many of us don't. Allah asks us to do this, to do that. We don't. So basically, angels do not have that. in it. So that, that, that one of the biggest differences between the three now intelligent species that Allah has created that we know of, right, is that two of them, which is humans and jinn, have the freedom of choice. They can basically disobey Allah if they want. And one of them, which is the angels, do not, cannot disobey Allah. Cannot disobey Allah. You know? And they would not want to... They, their, their worship level or their obedience is just... You can't even compare us to angels when it comes to this. And that's why Allah preferred humans who are actually obeying Allah in everything because they did it out of a choice. You have to understand that, right? Okay, now... Adam was created uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically gathered the angels And he told them I'm going to create I'm going to create uh, A khalifa Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told the angels This mentioned in the Quran In Surah chapter of Baqarah I am going to create Someone Who is going to be a khalifa on earth Now Khalifa means Someone who inherits whether it's a Khalifa when it comes to king, uh, you know, um, like a, a kingdom, or when it comes to you know uh, some rights or privileges or whatever. So a Khalifa basically is someone who inherits something. Now the biggest misconception is that people think uh, uh, that Allah said that Adam is going to be Allah's Khalifa on earth, Allah's uh, successor on earth, on earth. That's not true. What's meant by Khalifa here is that we're going to be Khalifa to one another. We're going to success one another. We're going to have children and our children will have children and our children will have children. This is how this is how the progeny of Adam became. We did the Khilafa of one another, you know, and that's why uh, 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 the word getting pregnant or give, giving birth is basically al khalaf meaning to have to give birth. So basically, Allah was not saying, oh, we're going to be Allah's successors. We can't. Allah is Allah, is God. We're nothing. We're, there's nothing divine about us. You have to understand this, this is another uh, a difference between us and Christianity. that Humans are not divine in any way. Nor angels. No jinn. Allah is the only divine entity in any existence. There is no one but Allah anywhere. So basically, uh, Allah is saying that, yeah, they're going to have children and their children, they basically will, you know, populate and they will, you know, have their uh, progenies, you know, spreading out. Now, <clears throat> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, 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 when, he, when he told the angels that, the angels had a question. Why would they were questioning Allah, they were like, why would you do that, O Lord? Why would you do that, O Allah? قَالُوا أَتَجْعَلُ فِيهَا مَنْ يُفْسِدُ فِيهَا وَيَسْفِكُ الدِّمَاءِ Now the angels are not, again, do not, they're not disobeying Allah. They just want to understand. Why? Because, and here's how we derive that jinn was created before 
uh, uh, mankind that angels did not see the future. They said, angels told Allah when Allah told them this, they said, do you want him to kill one another? You know, they're going to spread corruption everywhere. Why would you want to do that, Allah? Now, how the angels do not know the future. They did not see in the future that human beings will kill one another and they're going to spread corruption. They derived that from the race of the jinn because the race of the jinn, they did that to each other. They did that to, to one another because they had the freedom of choice. So the angel said, if these have a freedom of choice and the humans that you want to create will have the freedom of choice, then they're going to do the same exact things, the same exact horrible things. They actually compared, they said, Oh Allah, you have us. We never disobey you. Why do you need to create uh, another race? No, that was not a jealousy. Don't worry. The angels are not jealous of us. But they were like, Allah, you have the perfect creation. We never disobey you. It's not in our DNA. Why would you want to create another creation that causes chaos and, and you know wreak havoc uh, on this earth? Why would you want to do that, oh Allah? Then Allah said what? Allah didn't basically explain himself to them because he's Allah, right? But Allah said one simple phrase, Inni a'lamu ma la ta'lamun. I know what you do not know. And that is true. This is Allah who created them as well, right? So yes, they derived, they had an analogy. They basically compared us to the jinn and they said, oh, they're going to they're gonna be a mess. if, if they're Because the jinn obviously did all that. They were corrupt. They killed one another because they had the freedom of choice, right? So... Yeah, they, they 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 thought, yeah, that makes sense. But Allah said, I know what you do not know. I know something you guys do not know. And what is that? What is that? Now, the scholars, that was never mentioned in the Quran. Allah did not explicitly say it. But we can derive from other verses and other ahadith. That basically, yes, there are human beings who do that. We There are a lot of people who are corrupting earth as we speak. There are a lot of humans who kill one another as we speak. But there are those who worship Allah the right way. There are those who are messengers and prophets. They are all human. They never disobey Allah. Once in a while, yeah, we commit sins. That's normal. That's part of being human. And when we go back to Allah, we repent. We learn from our mistakes. We try to, you know, keep going on a straight path. That's what Allah likes. Now, when Allah said, You know, Allah said, I know what you do not know. Then Allah created Adam. Allah fashioned Adam with his bare hands. Allah fashioned Adam with his bare hands. And then Allah created the body of Adam. It is said that, you know, uh, Allah got, got uh, mud and, and the dust and, 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 and the turab basically from from earth, from different continents, from different uh, uh, soils, basically. And he created Adam. And that's why we have uh, uh, white people, black people, brown people, red people, whatever you want to call it, different skin colors, because that was Allah, what Allah intended for us to be like. Allah intended us to be cultures, different colors, different languages, so we can get to know one another. So life wouldn't be boring. Just one race one culture, it will be boring. And unfortunately, many of us is abusing that by thinking that their race is superior to other race, which is insane in my opinion. We all came from the same father. We all came from the same mother. 
But yet some people think, oh no, we're superior. How you're superior? How? Does not make any sense. But anyway, let's get back to the point. So yeah, Allah fashioned Adam. There was no soul yet. And Allah basically uh, uh, put his body on the side in Jannah, in paradise, until Allah blows the soul in him. Basically, there was like some sort of ceremony where the angels uh, would attend. Now, in Jannah, in paradise, Satan was there. And probably that's why a lot of people think, oh, he was an angel because he was in paradise. Well, he was obviously a righteous jinn. Jinn, like we said, they used to kill one another, they used to, you know, spread corruption. And obviously there was a righteous then, that's why Allah wanted to reward him by making him stay in paradise with the angels. He was not an angel, and it's actually explicitly mentioned in the Quran. Satan, which is Iblis in Arabic means Satan, was from the jinn. It's as explicit as and again, Allah says, La Allah. The angels do not dis- they never disobey Allah. Right, so uh, Satan was there. He was, you know, the 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 the, the cool guy. He was the the guy who worshipped Allah uh, as much as he can, and he was not disobeying Allah. He was not being corrupt. So he felt he was, you know, he was the man. He was the 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 the, the man of the house, basically in Jannah. Then he sees Adam, and now Adam is a body, just a body. You know, Adam was just a body, um, no soul. Uh, and he sees Adam laying, you know, on on whatever grass or whatever you want to call it in, in Jannah. So he can now jinn can go inside our bodies. I don't know if you guys know this, but yeah, they can actually they live in our bl- blood streams. Uh, so they can go. So he jinn uh, Satan went from his nose, from Adam's nose, uh, went through his body, found that it was hollow. There's no soul. There's nothing in there. It's just body, right? And then he basically came out of his basically bottom hole. And then he looked at Adam and he said, that's a body that can control itself, which means I can easily control it. And that, of course, tells us a lot (laughs) about how we deal with our devils or our shayateen, our demons in this life that they could easily control us because they think we're weak. And unfortunately, many of us prove them right. But inshallah, uh, more of us will prove them wrong. Now, at this moment, jealousy was created. Like Satan was like, who is this guy? Why is he here? Why is he being honored like this? Why did Allah fashion him with his own hand? Like, why is this happening? You know, I thought I was the only one. And that's when... Now, the creation of Adam was a test to Satan. Was a test to Satan. And Satan failed the test. He became arrogant. He basically said, I'm the one. I do not bow to anyone. We'll get to that, that, to that scene. And he became jealous. And because he, became, he was arrogant and jealous together, he disobeyed Allah. And we'll get to that, that point right now. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blew the soul into Adam's body. Now, Adam's body, actually, Adam's height, he was a giant. Adam was considered to be a giant. He was like 60 arms length, not 60 feet, 60 arms length. Now, when you, when you, when you count, uh, some people say it's cupids, I think, or 60 cupids. So, I don't know, 60 arms length. He was massive. He was a giant compared to us. 
Then Allah blew this, the soul in, in Adam's body and the soul started going from Adam's nose. And as soon as Allah blew the soul in Adam's nose, he sneezed. And literally, this is the first action Adam uh, took or Adam made. Adam sneezed. The first thing that Adam did was sneezing. And when he sneezed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Rahimakallah ya Adam. Allah have mercy on you. Bless you, basically. That we call, we call it. Of course, there's a bit difference between bless you and yarhamukumullah. Yarhamukumullah mean may Allah have mercy on you. So the the Muslims say it in a uh, in a certain way, in a different way than bless you. So we say may Allah have mercy on you, because Allah told Adam when he sneezed, may Allah. Because again, the soul went from Adam's nose, so he sneezed, and then Allah said, Rahimakallah ya Adam, meaning Allah have may Allah have mercy on you. And the angels taught Adam to respond and say Alhamdulillah. That's why when a Muslim sneezes, they have to say Alhamdulillah. And then people respond to them and say, Yarhamukumullah. Alhamdulillah means all thanks be to Allah. So again, that's the origin of when Muslims sneeze, we say Alhamdulillah, uh, all thanks be to Allah. And uh, yeah, and uh, the response basically is Yarhamukumullah, which some people just say bless you as a, a type of another version of Yarhamukumullah, even though it's different. But yeah, that's basically the point. Then the soul keeps on going and Adam starts to feel his body little by little. So the soul goes into Adam's arms, right? And then it goes, uh, you know, down his stomach. And then uh, right before it gets to his legs, Adam wants to run. To like, you know, to start walking and then Adam falls because the soul wasn't fully in his legs. So he couldn't feel his legs. So he fell on his hands and Allah said, Mankind are hasty. You want to get things done. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do that. And we're always in a rush. We're always hasty. And that's another thing about human beings. And that shows you and manifests in Adam. He wanted to enjoy paradise. He's seeing all this, you know, he wants to enjoy it. He wants to run in paradise, but he couldn't because he couldn't wait for his soul to fully be in his body and his legs. So Allah says, <laughs> Men are made out of hastiness. They're hasty. They want to just do things. No, mankind, I mean. Um, so yeah. Um so that's basically how Adam was created. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala basically told Adam, enjoy paradise. You're going to live in paradise. Enjoy it. And Allah created, Adam was kind of lonely. He needed a companion. So Allah created Eve from one of his ribs. So, you know, Adam's ribs, Allah took Eve from uh, his ribs and basically formed her. And that's why Eve was created out of Adam. Eve did not was not fashioned like Adam. Uh, she was fashioned out of Adam, right? And basically, they became a husband and a wife in the sight of Allah. And Allah said, huh, go into Jannah and have fun. Now, here's the thing. Before this happened, Allah commanded the angels to prostrate to Adam along with Satan, because Satan was in Jannah. Allah said, now it's time for you to prostrate to Adam. Right? It's time for you to prostrate to Adam. Great. Angels had no 
no, like angels did not even think, think for a second. They right away prostrated. Okay. You know, they prostrated right away. But Satan, illa iblisa But Satan said, no, I'm not. What? You created this from some soil, sand, mud, clay? You created me from fire. And the original status of, of, of actually jinn, they were created out of uh, smokeless fire. We'll get to that when we get talk about the jinn. But he thinks he's, again, that's the whole arrogance and superiority. I am superior to this creation. What do you want me to bow to this, to prostrate? Now, when Allah asked them to, to prostrate, it's, it was not out of uh, worshiping Adam. No, 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 no. It was out of showing respect to Adam. And that's why we said Allah preferred Adam on angels and jinn. Because he commanded the angels to prostrate to Adam. He commanded the jinn, which is Satan, to prostrate to Adam. But Satan said no. And Allah said, you disbelieved. That's it. Disobeying Allah directly is a complete disbelief. You know, complete disbelief. And he didn't care because he was filled with hatred towards Adam. He was filled with jealousy and hatred towards Adam. Now, فَعَلَّمَ آدَمَ الْأَسْمَاءَ كُلَّهَا uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taught Adam how to speak Taught him the name of everything Basically, what do you mean the names of everything? Basically, Allah taught Adam the name of an arm That it's called an arm Allah taught Adam how to speak, a language Allah taught Adam, you know, body parts This is your nose, this is your, you know, feet This is your whatever Allah taught Adam, this is a garden before Allah taught Adam, no one knew what is this, what, what, what is this names of everything. Angels didn't know that. Allah, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked the angels, فَقَالَ أَنْبِئُونِي أَنْبِئُونِي بِأَسْمَاءِ هَاؤُلَاءِ إِن كُنْتُمْ صَادِقِينَ Okay, you had a problem. This was before the prostration. Uh, Allah is basically asking the angels, Okay, you have a problem with me creating Adam. Tell me the names of these things. Allah did not teach the angels that, for example, a tree is called a tree. That an apple is called an apple. That a banana is called a banana. That, that a river is called a river. So in Jannah, Allah is saying, okay, tell me, what are the names of these things? Then what did they say? We know nothing but what you have taught us, O oh Allah. We don't know anything. <laughs> what you teach, what, how are we going to get knowledge if it wasn't for you? Anything you taught us, we know. Anything you didn't teach us, we do not know. And he asked Adam, قَالَ Adam بِأَسْمَائِهِمْ Then he told Adam, tell them the, name, the names of everything. And Adam started giving them the list of everything. This is called this, this is called this. You are an angel, this is your name, this is... And then they said, oh Allah, you know best. We did not know this. You Allah privileged, you know, Adam. You basically gave him a status beyond what we can comprehend and they write away when Allah that's why when Allah asked them to prostrate they would first of all they could not disobey Allah like we said but also they were convinced now that Allah had a wisdom when creating mankind and that's why alhamdulillah right now what we know when we get to the you know study the angels angels love the believers angels actually make dua for the believers they do things for the believers, only the believers. And they make dua for those who went astray that Allah would guide them soon. So basically, Satan was basically 
that's it. He was lingering around, you know, Allah basically declared him as a disbeliever, you know, and uh, Allah allowed him to stay in paradise. Allah did not kick him out of paradise, not yet. And Allah uh, basically allowed him uh, to, sp to, you know, stay in paradise. And basically, uh, he stayed in paradise, but he at the same time was plotting now against Adam and Eve. You know, he was plotting against Adam and Eve. Uh, now, the prostration happened before Eve was created. I just want to make that clear. The prostration based chronologically on from the Quran, after the prostration and after this whole situation with Satan, uh, uh, Adam then felt lonely in Jannah in paradise. So Allah created Eve from his rib, from one of his ribs. And then they both basically enjoyed Jannah. So, uh, yeah, now at this time, now Satan is plotting against them and he's trying basically to come up with a plan to uh, hurt them and to, you know, get back at them, even though they didn't do anything to him. And inshallah, we'll talk about this next episode. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about what Satan basically did. And that basically leads us to answer all the questions about what is the purpose of life? What are we doing on earth? Why did Allah create us? You know, so inshallah, we'll answer that question by telling the story and deriving the wisdom from it, which is what is the purpose of life. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.